Hello, this is Coach Aaron Saft in the MR Running Pains Podcast. Today's guest is my good friend and athlete that I coach, Morgan Elliott, who just placed third overall and sixth overall at the Broken Arrow, VK, and 26K, respectively. Just amazing performances from an amazing young talent. Um, Morgan is, um, man, first and foremost, such a great person and friend. Um, we've had such great experiences together. I went out to crew him for Western States where unfortunately, uh, he got hurt and, uh, had a drop. Um, but just spending that time out there with him was quite special. Um, he also crewed for me, um, in my, uh, hard rock experience. So uh, having Morgan around and talking to Morgan and seeing his success just brings me no greater joy. So I really, really thank Morgan for coming on. Uh, Morgan is such a modest and um, shy young man, so um, you know, getting him to come on to a podcast was uh, was quite an accomplishment in and of itself. <laughs> so, Morgan, thank you for for coming on and talking with me, uh, and congratulations on your uh, outstanding finishes at Broken Arrow. So, here's my conversation with Morgan, and I'll catch up with you guys after that. I have with me. Um, a good friend who I have the also the the pleasure of coaching, Morgan Elliott. And Morgan, it's it's tremendous to see you. Your setting is amazing. Why don't you say hi and, and tell folks where you're at? Hey, thanks for having me, Aaron. Um, yeah, I'm just sitting here outside of uh, South Lake Tahoe City and just overlooking Tahoe. So it's beautiful out. <laughs> <laughs> sitting in some shade. <laughs> We're going to talk about why Morgan is in South Lake Tahoe for those that, that don't know what Morgan just accomplished, but um, let's, let's start with a little bit about Morgan. Um, so uh, Morgan, take us back, take us back to little Mo. <laughs> um, <laughs> where, what did little Morgan's uh, childhood like look like and when did he uh, start running and, and why? Yeah. Well, I'm originally from Pennsylvania. I grew up just outside of, Erie, um, in a little place outside of Edinburgh, Pennsylvania, General McLean. So just ran cross country, uh, growing up there and, uh, just tend to really like running. Um, so that was a big thing I got to do and, uh, went to school after that high school career and ran at Slippery Rock University, just down the road, about an hour South. And that's also uh, another location where some other great athletes have come out of Patrick Reagan being one of them. Um, and Matt Lipsy also came out of slippery rock for the East coasters who know who he is. He's a great mountain athlete. Um, so yeah, it's just grew up running and just grew to love trails even more than running on the roads. And McConnell's mills was where I started touching trail, uh, in the beginning of my uh, trail running career and yeah just kind of grew after that it's one of those lifelong activities that i just fell in love with awesome awesome yeah and you started i remember you started with a trail race in was it in california you did a, yeah. a something on the the coast right yeah yeah i did an internship in redding california i think that was 2014 or yeah just around then um yeah, and I was a lifeguard out at Whiskey Town Lake. It's a national rec area. So just lifeguarding there and 
I had a parks and recreation resource management degree and aquatics minor. So just thought to take an easy summer was be fun to be a lifeguard at a national park service. Um, <laughs> so yeah, just went for runs. If anybody's familiar with, with Redding, California, it's like 105 degrees on average around noon. Um, the hottest time of day around one o'clock, two o'clock. So just ran on the hottest time of the day around the, the lake there. And yep, just went up and did that pretty regularly. <laughs> and so uh, it, what was the distance on that first one? Was it 15K? Am I remembering correctly? That was a 15 mile race. 15 mile race. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And um, next thing I knew, um, there was a guy that was coming to DuPont State <laughs> Forest. Um, I was putting on a race called Yeti or Not, a 25K. And uh, I was told, you got to look out for this guy, Morgan Elliott. He's going <laughs> to destroy this course. And um, lo and behold, there was this young, uh, long-haired <laughs> young runner that comes flying through my finish line and just excited as can be. Uh, and that's, that's the first time I got to meet Morgan. Um, what year was that? That was 20, 2015 or 14. 2015. Yeah. I think it was something like that. Cause my first ultra was in 2015 quest for the crest. Uh, I think that was the same year, but yeah, it was only like that weekend beforehand. I went into Pete Rittmaster's shop in black mountain, North Carolina. He was only in black mountain running company at the time. He sold that to Sean Pope uh, to start his uh, franchise of awesome trail running stores. But yeah, and Pete didn't know me really well. And that was kind of funny um, working for him because when I got back after that race and went into work for the like my second day working for him, he's like, what the heck, Morgan? You just didn't, you said you were a runner. I didn't know you were like, you would win things <laughs> seeing his reaction but yeah that that's those are some good memories racing that course you put up yeti or not just racing some of those those guys out there was pretty fun racing workmen day workmen and some of the local legends yeah. out there that's, yeah we've had uh you know those that don't know there's like some some local races here in western north carolina and one of my favorite stories of uh, Morgan was that um, <clears throat> we were, um, I was preparing for the Beast Series in 2016, and I got an email from a race director. He's like, hey, Aaron, I'm, I'm putting some money out in this, this five-mile race that I'm putting on the, the Winter Splash. And I said, oh, he's like, yeah, why don't you come out? Like, you know, uh, there's not many folks coming. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll go. And so I show up and then there's Morgan, uh, Matt Lipsy, um, Ryan Woods, uh, Will Harlan. Will Harlan. <laughs> yeah. It's just like nobody showing up, huh? So, you know, we go out and I think Matt, wasn't it Matt that, or yeah, it was Matt that like took the took lead, like that yeah. he, he, he took off and, uh, was it you or Ryan that was like, well, one of us has to chase him. Was that yeah. Ryan? that was you <laughs> You're like, no. i was like well it ain't me and then oh my god that was that was so fun you know i got to watch the race from the the you know the the i guess the back of the lead pack <laughs> that was so fun to watch you guys it was oh my god so i think yeah. you won matt was second and ryan was third does that sound right 
I don't remember who was third, but uh, I just know, yeah, I took Matt. <laughs> it's been a while since him and I finally got to race, but that was just a little fun rivalry between him and I. Yeah. Training partners in college, finally get to duke it out on the trails. Yeah. Oh, my that God. Was cool. yeah. so, that was fun. That was a fun race. It was cool. I think that's probably the last time that all of us got together and race. I mean, you just got to race Matt again. Yeah. Um, had you raced Matt since then? No. No, no I, I went out to the rut with them, but I didn't race. Um, so I was kind of just hanging out with them there. And then also we didn't do the race at the quest for the crest. He did the VK part and I did the 50 K part, but we've been at a couple of races. I've never really competed, but just good to support one another. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's uh, your time from quest from the crest is still, um, one of the, <laughs> one of the more impressive, uh, times that have been put down on that course um oh, <laughs> much as it's changed yeah yeah that, yeah it's true but yeah. that it's uh that's i mean Thanks. you did it i remember just my jaw just dropping <laughs> <laughs> uh seeing the time that you put down um so uh let's talk a little bit about um what's happened since then because um you know you had um you had two years there where um, you were doing the, um, um, what's the, uh, the uh, sky running, right? Sky running. Uh, yep. Yeah. The sky running series here in the U S when the U S hosted, um, that event, uh, yeah. you want to talk about that, those events and, and, you know, the outcome of that. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I like to base my racing off of some type of ultimate goal. Um, so like finding series, was something that was attractive to me and once i did quest for the crest it really gave me the confidence knowing that i could uh, do these types of races i'm um, doing sean blanton's race he invited some elites out there cody lynn josh arthur uh, josh arthur is also an edinburgh university alum um so he grew he went to college right where i went to high school which is pretty sweet uh, come to find out, but he was two-time U.S. Skyrunning champion, and I was actually able to uh, edge him at Quest for the Crest, so that gave me the confidence um, to do this series. So the series is the U.S. Skyrunning. Um, they've been doing that for a couple years, but they stopped uh, since, I want to say, 2018, and I was able to do this series. They score your best three places, and it's all in the U.S., and I decided to sign up for some of them. Um, got to open it up with Broken Arrow and Audi Power 4 is one back then. And one there was Texas another. Too, right? What's that? The one in Texas? Uh, yep. And Franklin Mountains was third one for the first year. Uh, got to race Jim Walmsley there. That was cool. That was right before he got really loud on the scene. Um, he beat me. But I was, <laughs> I was behind him. And then the third one was Flagstaff Sky Peaks. Okay. Um, so I got to do that twice. And that's always been the finale. But yeah, so a lot of the races all kind of encourage 10,000 feet of climbing within 50 uh, kilometers of running. Just between like eight to 10,000 feet of climbing, I would say. Um, but yeah, just started targeting those races, sleeping in my car, living out of the car, just traveling around to these events. And once the seasons were over, I 
I did seasonal jobs at those resorts. A lot of it was like us uh, working at a ski technician or working at a running store in the summertime. But just chasing these races was kind of what uh, I found a lot of joy in doing. And it was just a lot of fun. Did but, you have any, yeah. any sponsors that were helping you at that time? At that time, um, sort of not really. <laughs> Innovate <laughs> was helpful. Uh, more when after I won the series twice, um, I made the commitment to go overseas and do the Skyrunning World Series. Uh, Innovate was, you know, lending me some some uh, shoes and clothing. So that's kind of all my sponsorship has ever been was just donation of shoes, but nothing for travel or anything like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. And um, did the uh, I know you went over and did. I'm trying to remember which. Uh, what was the uh, did you do trans? No, it's Transylvania. Well, that, that's one thing. Like, oh my gosh, just your community, the Asheville community, um, you and Victor Marana, you guys just played a huge favor and help, um, helping me get that GoFundMe page back in 2018. Um, that was actually my real sponsorship, I would say, is uh, the love and support I had from Asheville and also family from back home and just a lot of people who saw this GoFundMe page um, that the, when I was working at FootRx running at the time, um, yeah, that gave me such a boost and a leg to be able to afford the plane flights and the hostels to be able to travel overseas and do Transylvania and go to Portugal and do the Portugal sky race uh, and also Livigno. But yeah, that was, that was incredible one of the best experiences I've had so far in my young running career. <laughs> and what would you say uh, if you could compare the, you know, the United States, the domestic races to the international races, what kind of differences did you see? Were they larger? Um, what was the competition like? What, what did you see? Uh, I felt like the competition was definitely uh, probably a little bit more hyped. Um, a little bit more competitive going international. You don't really know the athletes uh, very well, and some of them don't speak English. So you can't really even have those kind of close conversations as you would with, a, you know, American runners here in the States. Um, but I feel like the competition was more competitive as far as the elites go at Transylvania. Um, but coming here and racing Broken Arrow, uh, yeah, I think these guys that, race this weekend they'd be definitely on top of that podium at the Transylvania there's yeah like Eli Hemming and Cam um yeah and even Andy Wacker uh yeah that's their their speed and power would definitely put them pretty high on that podium at Transylvania uh but yeah I don't know uh, as far as the people go and the atmospheres you just gotta love going overseas just I don't know what it is. It's the smells of the sausages at the aid stations or <laughs> the cowbells are just shaped differently and they're just extra loud. <laughs> uh, it's just your senses are more uh, turned on when you're somewhere that's unfamiliar and kind of makes you more vulnerable. Uh, I don't know. Those kind of experiences really stand out and making memories. Um, I just find them to be a little bit more thrilling. Are there sure. more fans? 
Yeah. Yeah. They're just more scattered about. It's kind of for Transfalconia, for example, it's you see people coming out of their homes and making up their own aid stations and ringing bells and stuff. It's they know it's going on. They do it every year. So it because there's more people around the whole course, it kind of makes it feel a little bit busier and more popular. But yeah. Right on. Right on. And um in training for those races, did you have any guidance or were you coaching yourself? Uh, at that time, I believe Patrick Reagan was coaching me uh, for the first time I went over there. And then the second time I went to Transylvania, for example, that was after Georgia Death Race. I was being coached by Corinne Malcolm uh, for CTS. And then she got me to Western States. Uh, so, yeah. That was with Corinne in 2019. And then after that, it's just kind of been uh, playing it low key, trying to build up and having you on my side. But yeah, finding some success. Nice. Yeah. Well, you know, 2019, the Georgia Death Race, that was the last time that that was a golden ticket um, race. Um, so that year, you always said you like to have a big goal. So that year was your goal, you know, to get to Western? Gosh, no. <laughs> yeah, I had on my calendar to go back um, to the sky running scene. Um, the idea was to fly out there and do more of the sky running World Series races. Uh, but I wanted to do Georgia Death Race. Sean Blanton asked me to come out. And, you know, I saw the list of who's going to be out there. And I was like, man, this is going to be competitive. Um, it was not a goal to get into Western States and yeah, after the outcome of that coming across uh, the line and realizing what happened, I was like, man, I have a decision to make. Do I want to go back for the Europe all summer or should I just keep it quote local <laughs> uh, and go out to California? Um, and I was like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Western States isn't really a race designed for my, my strengths. It's, I look at it realistically as a downhill race, <laughs> but yeah, I'd rather do something like hard rock or UTMB or a race with more mountains. Um, but you know, it's just an opportunity that you don't really want to pass up sure. uh, very often. So I decided to go after it and was like, well, I know I want to do it at some point. I've been out to Western States crewing a couple of times. So yeah, I took a chance on it and decided to enjoy some training for Western States and drop this sky running scene for a while. Right on. And um, you talked about, you know, where, where you see yourself as what type of runner. Um, so do you picture yourself as uh, more, um, obviously you talked about mountain races, but um, do you picture yourself uh, getting better as the distance gets longer? Or do you see yourself as um, still having the legs for the shorter stuff or a mix of both? Yeah, I really do you think that's kind of answered by where you're at in your training in the season? Um, so right now, for example, like I just started training, I guess for three months so far, my right now, I feel like my strengths are like, uh, I don't know, just sub 15 miles, um, maybe even 10 mile distances. Uh, but if you ask me in September from now, <laughs> when I get a couple more months in me, 
uh, I'd be happy to say 50K distances is kind of more my jam right now. So I think it evolves as the season moves and where my fitness is. But I think what stays the same is as long as it's technical and steep, I tend to do okay. Um, that's kind of more my niche. But yeah, I don't know. My, what I enjoy the most is probably sub-marathon. Um, be able to push like that. So like Broken Arrow, the 20... Yeah, the 26k that, that's kind of kind of the sweet spot for me um as far as what i enjoy it's two hours of pain and not too <laughs> <Yeah>. much longer <laughs> right right you i mean unfortunately you got hurt at western states um but then you took a crack at run rabbit um yep. do you want to talk about your experience at run rabbit yeah sure um yeah so unfortunately yeah injuries during races kind of come at me every now and then. Uh, But yeah, so Western States sprained my ankle um, pretty hard at mile 44 and doing pretty well there. But West uh, Run Rabbit needed that 100 mile redemption and everything was kind of going smooth at that race Um, besides drop bag, getting lost (laughs) at one of the critical aid stations around mile 30. Uh, and also mile 70, which was, or mile 80, which was sort of a bummer. Um, but yeah, I just kind of stuck with the wrong nutrition, kept it too long, got goo gut, was battling like fourth, fifth place. And then fifth place, just couldn't use the bathroom. My stomach felt like it was a Pepsi can that you shaken up. It's just expanding. And I just couldn't jog with or run at all. Uh, it was kind of a bummer. I think uh, there's just some nutrition I was lacking on that race, but just took it easy and shuffled in. Uh, was able to rest at an aid station around mile 70 for a while in the cold, <laughs> sitting by the fire. Um, just waited there for like an hour, like over an hour, maybe an hour and a half by the fire at night. And I don't know, just decided to get up and keep going, but ended up, I forget what I finished, eighth or ninth just decided to rally it in. That was okay. <laughs> your, your fitness showed a lot more, you know, going into that. Um, you yeah. know, we, we were, um, yeah, Morgan, for those that, that don't know, Morgan was my crew and, and one of my pacers at hard rock. And, um, <clears throat> when we went up to, uh, uh, Virginia's pass, um, Morgan was dancing ahead of me on the screen and taking pictures and, and laughing and, you know, let's go, Aaron, come on, we're doing this. <laughs> and, and I was doing my best to get up that scree. Uh, yeah. But I mean, he, he was in such good shape. Um, you know, he even said to my other pacer, he's like, you know, if you're not feeling good, I'll, I'll take them. I'll keep going. <laughs> um, you know, it, it really was great having, you know, your exuberance um, uh, you know, I, I really did feed off of your positive energy, even though when you and I started from Ure, I was about to fall asleep oh, on you. <laughs> yeah, that was, but it was rough. But, uh, you know, that's, that's my own fault. I didn't get enough sleep the night before. So, um, you know, lesson learned for Bigfoot, I will be definitely sleeping. Um, uh, but anyhow, um, seeing you know um obviously you've been all over colorado because you uh you live with your significant other in uh salida correct yeah um yep. the, 
the 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 San Juans are just a special place. Uh, is is something like Hard Rock an interest to you, or you know, is that like way down the road? Uh, it interests me. It's definitely a hard race to get into. Um, I'm not making any efforts right now into trying to put in tickets for it, um, but it's definitely something I would love to do one day. Um, yeah. It, I don't know how it's going to happen because it's mm-hmm. there's so many people trying to get into that race. So my yeah. expectation in actually doing it, I mean, I'll I'll just do it on my own. <laughs> of course, definitely, we'll do it on some point. Um, but if the stars align, I will definitely sign up um, for that. But yeah, I don't have any tickets in there right now. We'll, we'll you also go for later down the road. Yeah, and uh, you also mentioned UTMB. Um, you know, obviously UTMB has multiple race distances. Um, is there anything in that series that interests you? Yeah. Every single distance to be yeah. honest, <laughs> I, I would love to do every one of those races. Uh, okay. but yeah, same thing. I mean, a lot of this I, I'm doing out of my own pocket, um, sure. right now. So you got to find your own flights and travel and hotels yeah. and take time off work so you know that's definitely the biggest dictator unfortunately and there's just so many races out there you can pick and choose like i would love to experience utmb for what it is but you know um, driving out to broken arrow and spending 20 hours in the car i can do that <laughs> um, and that's that's fine but yeah there's one day that'd be great I, I have the passion and I want to do it. Um, but yeah, just sticking yeah. around doing some of these other races. I, I guess I'm just kind of waiting for that sponsorship opportunity to kind of help me along the way. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a good transition point because I mean, if you keep having the performances that you did this past weekend, you know, it, it should be something that you can bring to the table. Um, yeah. so let's talk about, it. um, broken arrow. Um, I'm listening to the era Viper podcast and they're like doing their their uh um i guess free trail has uh you can do uh your fantasy picks you're right um, so they're they're talking about who you know who to put to put onto the the picks and your name comes up for the the vk and i was just like oh yeah call out to morgan that's awesome um mm-hmm. so uh let's let's talk about because you know not everybody's going to know what the vk is uh nor you know, what is broken arrow? Where is broken arrow? So let's just start with the simplistic thing. Uh, where yeah. is broken arrow? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Broken arrow is if you're familiar with Lake Tahoe, um, and then Olympic Valley is where they have the start for Western States 100. It's basically at the same starting line as Western States. Um, so they call the the resort it's no longer squaw valley or it's they named it uh palisades resorts so it's at this uh location and and the vertical k starts straight up uh to the summit there and we're talking a vertical k is a five kilometer um, distance with three thousand feet or more of climbing in that distance um so that's that's one event they had on Friday and you saw a lot of the competitive field signing up and doing the VK and following it up with the 26 K. Um, some of the folks also did the 52 K and the 26 K and they called that the triple crown. Um, 
when they did VK, 52K, and 26K. And it's just, uh, it's almost like a stage race for the weekend with Friday, Saturday, Sunday being the days of those races in that order. I think they had a total of six different races. They had a Via yeah. Ferrata and they had yeah. a um, kids race. And I think another, uh, it was like an 11K or something like that. Yeah. Something yeah. else like that. Yeah. So, um, and the, this is all um, on that mountain um, or within yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so um, your course ended up being a little bit longer than 5K, correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's even like 500 feet of descent in a half mile stretch <laughs> of the course. Um, that was my hardest issue with the course on that day. Right on. Uh, and um, yeah, you can, we can talk about that. Um, but you know, uh, which I didn't realize warming up, you turned your ankle. <laughs> oh, <man>. uh, yeah. Because <laughs> um, I got this, this text, this last minute text. You're like, I'm using poles. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> um, you know, like we, you know, we were going back and forth and talking about whether you should use poles or not. And then, I was like, oh, well, I guess he decided to use poles. But I didn't, you know, Mercedes later told me that you had turned your ankle. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, was that, I mean, how was that on your mind? Were you okay going into the race? Like, were you worried about it? Man, what a day. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could keep it really short. But yeah, we also had to take our, get our car out of the, the shop on oh the day God. of the race. Well, that wasn't that was kind of stressful too oh man the trucky to go pick up the car um but the, the race started at 1 30 so it was a later race uh so a little stress there and yeah doing the warm-up um yeah i i already knew i wanted to use poles before the ankle okay. thing um and then i just on my warm-up went into the trails with my sunglasses on and messing around with poles on my hands <laughs> I wasn't really looking at where my feet were going and I just rolled my ankle. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> I didn't hear a pop, but I, it hurt to run on it and especially downhill. So it was like the same thing as Western States. Like the uphills oh. were fine. It was the downhills that hurt it the most. And I just couldn't believe it. I thought like Tahoe was cursing me. <laughs> um, you put so much effort into it, you know, yeah. in a second yeah. it can just get taken away from you. So uh, I definitely don't take running for granted because this kind of thing happens all the time uh, to athletes and more often than I'd like to admit to me. Uh, but anyways, I finished my warm up and taped up my ankle and just, you know, luckily most of the race was all uphill, but it was on my mind. It didn't hurt me too much um, on that downhill section, but it definitely did slow me down. I did feel it. Uh, so luckily Saturday was a rest day for me and I iced it a lot <laughs> and yeah, taped it up even better for the 26 K. Nice. So, uh, let's, let's talk about the race itself. Yeah. The, the, the field was, it was super deep. I mean, just, you know, a, a plethora of, of, you know, who's who of, of mountain running. It was really neat to see how many guys you were racing against that, like you could recognize their names, um, going into that, um, what, what was your mindset? Did you worry at all about them or were you just going to run your own race no matter what? Yeah. Um, I was worried about one guy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so we were at GoPro mountain games a week before 
and Cam Smith, he won the Peppy's Face-Off. I won that the previous year, and somebody – I talked to him after GoPro Mountain Games and found out that he was racing the the 26K and also the VK at Broken Arrow and saw how incredible of an athlete he is in the schemo scene and how he took third at Worlds. I was like, wow, this kid's no joke. Um, and I knew immediately this is the guy to beat. So, I mean, Joe Gray's not there. I always just kind of picture one guy that I'm going to be racing, just kind of filter <laughs> out the rest, no offense. <laughs> but, yeah, Cam Smith is the guy to beat at this race in my head. And I was like, he's a schemo guy. He's definitely going to use poles. I'm tired of losing to people with poles. <laughs> uh, happens pretty often in Europe when you see people at the starting line. A lot of them have poles. And I'm like, I was swearing Cam was going to have poles. Turns out he didn't use poles. Right. Uh, David Sinclair had poles, regardless of the pole situation. <laughs> uh, he, Cam, was the guy I, um, I, I knew was going to be the competition competition to beat. And I was right. There he was. <laughs> he took it. It was, you know, I mean, watching the start, uh, I couldn't believe how fast they went out. Um, was that at all a surprise to you? It was uh it was definitely a shock on how quick it went um i am now discovering i should stop going behind the starting line like a person back i, sh- I should start being in the front I <laughs> yeah i noticed that too because both times i kind of like i'm gonna have to weed through this anyways why can't i just start in the front yeah um so yeah they they did take off pretty quick and they were out before i could really catch them um but so it was catch up the rest of the way from there. Right. Right. Yeah. It was, it was interesting to watch. Um, and for those that don't know, they, uh, had YouTube, um, the, the live footage, it was amazing coverage. They had drone coverage. They had runners that were running with the run, you know, and, and filming, um, and Morgan thankfully wore, uh, a chartreuse yeah. uh like bright green jersey and i think you had an orange buff on so you were like so yeah. easy to pick out i knew exactly yep. who you were and i saw you go into the the second line and i was like oh what you know why is he not getting on the line and then they started and you were way out to the right of the camera shot everybody yeah. had this like v line for where the course was going and you were wide so that was another thing too is like you had to come like way back over um, you know, to get back into the, the, the pack. And by the time you did, there was already a front pack that was like really hauling. And then you were kind of in the, the chase pack. And I, I just, you know, I was like, well, you know, this could be good. You know, these guys could be going out too hard and, and Morgan's, you know, in this, yeah. this chase pack. That's the silver lining, right? Yeah. Right. So I, like I, it, I was like, you know, this might work out for the best. Um, and then just watching the race progress, you just ran such a steady race. Like you just kept progressively moving up and I just kept, you know, watching and, and I'm like, all right, he's, he's moved up to fifth. Oh my gosh. He's, he's coming up on fourth. And like, then, you know, I like, I saw you go past fourth and then, you know, like the, the cool thing, uh, just watching it. Um, it, when you get to the top, like talk about the top, because that was like, I mean, you get to the top and you've run all this way. And then all of a sudden you get to, you know, the, the ladder. Talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It gets really technical. I broke up the race into fits. Um, so that 
what you're referring to to me is like the last fifth of the race <laughs> yeah and i i put i stowed the poles away they're pretty sweet the lakey poles um just zipped them up and ran them with my hands and then now i'm not using poles i'm just running <laughs> and i felt really good actually i felt like i was cruising um so yeah whenever it's technical like that you can kind of just focus in on where you're going but at that point um i knew those two guys were too far gone unfortunately and i was playing defense um on my position but getting up to the ladder yeah it's it is cool you see a lot of the camera guys taking photos and you're like oh i hope this looks awesome (laughs) (laughs) but yeah just feeling the burn um going up those stairs and it's just that awkward step movement that you were just trail running and now you have these uh symmetrical steps by step for a while but that felt feels really weird going on ladder right (laughs) when you're just running uh loose loose ground um and then i just once you book it up the snow uh you know you kind of secure your spot but yeah i was always i just picture somebody's chasing me the whole time um because they are (laughs) (laughs) that just kind of makes me boogie up the hill a little bit quicker on that last section but gosh it was pretty i could look around a little bit more on the 26k and look down uh that ridge line was like wow that would be dangerous if somebody snagged their toe right here you don't want to fall um yeah it's real it's kind of cool though yeah well i mean i like i was like he's got it as soon as you hit that ladder i was like nobody could pass him on the ladder (laughs) and he's not gonna let him pass it it is because you could hit the after the ladder they've got these like uh steps that they carved into the snow yeah. that go right up to the finish i was like nobody's gonna pass him going up the steps he's got this he's got third <laughs> i was like so excited um so you talked about something too that it's a great great um uh strategy and and that's segmenting or breaking the course up you said you broke it up into fifths um it, so can you talk about how you broke up the course i think that's a great strategy for folks to consider is breaking up their race into feasible chunks Um, so how did you break it up? Yeah, well, like you're saying, this, the course is, it's the sports progressing so well where some races have the, uh, are being able to be filmed and you can watch it on YouTube. So I did watch Darren, uh, last year in October do the race. I watched that race two or three times, um, on YouTube and could see his pace, his rhythm, how he was moving. Uh, and I could preview the course just watching YouTube. That was really, really cool. Uh, and I just broke it up watching that. And I was like, well, it's not really in quarters because there is a half mile downhill. So that was um, to me like, uh, yeah, the first half is definitely really steep. Or the first fifth is steep. And then it gets a little more roady for the second fifth of it. And then the third fifth is all downhill into flat for like a half mile. Um, and yeah, the fourth fifth is just basically a service road. That's just a painkiller. Uh, and that's where the race starts to me. I feel like I start the race. I tell myself I start the race where I picture and visualize people crumbling, breaking down and slowing up. Uh, I like to tell myself, this is where you're going to race. Now this is where you turn up the heat. Um, so I just kind of told myself, um, usually starting the race around three fifths, but I hope this is making sense. <laughs> and then the last <laughs> fifth is just that ridge line. 
don't know. I, yeah. I do that with a lot of races. You just kind of have to look at the course. Either it's the elevation profile or what. Um, you could do it between aid stations. You could do it with yeah. climbs and descents. But I don't know, to me, that's what made sense yeah. on how to yeah. do it. And it worked for me. Just find what kind of works for you. Right. Yeah, it's a great mental strategy because it, it chunks up the course. So you look at the specific chunk and get through that chunk, and then you can look at the next chunk and say, all right, this is the next portion of the course, rather than looking at the whole thing and becoming intimidated by the fact that, oh my God, I got to get up to this, you know, high point. You just look at it yeah. one piece at a time. So that's, that's great. Yeah. Great, great, great. Um, love that. So, uh, you finished third place. Um, man, you, you came in strong. Um, it was so, so awesome watching that finish. Um, what, uh, <laughs> I know you were definitely, you were winded at the top there. Uh, what was the, what's the altitude up at the top of that finish? Oh, I, I not 10,000 feet, uh, like 9,000, maybe. I really don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> it, to me, I, I don't care to pay attention to things like that, that really just, it doesn't really matter to me <laughs> to know. Um, I don't know, it, just being in Salida, 7,000 feet, training at 8,000, 9,000, 10,000, Luckily, this summer, we're going to be running up 14ers. Um, yeah, to me, for me to even know the elevation stuff, like how high you are, is just to psych yourself out. Um, so to me, I just try to throw that information out the door. But as far as climbing and ascending go, I, I care to know how much climbing invert I have. But mm -hmm. the altitude, I want to guess, is probably 85, 9,000 feet. But do not quote me on that. <laughs> 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 I gotta so you, look at a map. <laughs> you got an, an added bonus because the tram was uh was closed, so you had to run back down. Um <laughs> then the uh the recovery could start. What did uh what did recovery look like for you after the race and on Saturday? What did you do? Oh uh, yeah, I just <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> well, we I had to wait for Mercedes to finish, so that was fun. Um cheering her in, of course, and didn't get my layers so it was, I was shivering at the top cheering her in um but then after that we just jogged down the tram wasn't working because it was so windy I guess is their excuse for that <laughs> so it was like four miles plus to come back down on on the resort uh so that was my cool down forced to go longer than I was supposed to <laughs> by my coach <laughs> but yesterday uh the next day I had to do a I had to do like do a shakeout bike ride, um, so we snuck into a hotel. <laughs> it was snowing. We're camping. Um, we're just getting tired of getting beat by the snow uh, and just the cold weather out in Tahoe this that weekend. So snuck into a hotel and did my little bike ride. <laughs> morning. And then, uh, did, did they have anything, uh, like on site on the race site, you know, like a lot of these races are having these like recovery booths, like the Norma tech boots and stuff like that. Did they have anything like that? Uh, nah. Um, but no, we, we own our own Norma tech boots. Um, so we actually brought them from home. Sweet. So kind of nice to have those get slipped into those for at least, I think we did like an hour. That was good. Nice. Good. Yeah. And also put on my ghost sleeves. Um, I like this brand uh, of compression sleeves. We got those at the GoPro Mountain Games. I think that helps. It's like KT tape and compression all at the same time. Um, but definitely find like recovery out of that. Nice. That was pretty quick 
Awesome. Very good. Cool. Uh, and then did you do anything extra um, calories wise or anything like that? Uh, no, I, I think we ate sushi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had dollar sushi at the store. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, nice. Got a lot of sushi rolls for recovery. Um, and then Very pizza. Good. Yeah. It's good stuff. Cool. So then Sunday came and you had the 26 K what, uh, was the VK course, any part of the 26 K? Uh, yeah. So a lot of the VK, I would say with, <laughs> at the two fifths mark, it's all part of the 26 K course. Um, but the first two fifths of it was not, but the, after the three fifths of the, the half, the later half of the race that is all part of the 26k so you knew what to expect when you're in the 26k because you're like oh i've done all this before and gosh this is gonna hurt <laughs> We're gonna yeah. do this. Um, so it's the same finish uh you go up to the top where those snow steps were um, right. and at that point you're at like mile eight. Oh, okay overall. um and then there's still uh yeah you still have couple more miles to go six more miles to go after that and did you have to come back down yeah yep that's was yeah that was all new to the course um didn't get to preview i've been out here previously like two years uh two times i've been out here um but that's all new to me um from what i could remember so yeah it was all different racing different part of the trail i never seen how was the ankle you know, it seemed fine um, on that day. Yeah, I, I guess there was a little bit of instability, a little bit of rolling here and there. Um, but I think maybe just due to adrenaline, it didn't really bother me, luckily. Good. Uh, but Good. Uh, yeah, again, another another stacked field. Um, you you found yourself in fifth until very late into the race. Um, what was... Uh, when you're going through the race, uh, I didn't get to see this one. Um, so talk about where were you, you know, when you started throughout the race, how'd that go? Yeah. Uh, I tried to be conservative again. I knew there was a lot of running in the first six miles. Um, that was fast. It was just rolly. Uh, and I knew I had to stay with the lead guys because they could get away from you and it definitely helps run with fast people that could carry you along in the course. And I just don't want to get caught in no man's land. Mm -hmm. So I was intentional about trying to stay in that top five. Um, so yeah, again, step back, not in the front of the line, <laughs> just start in the front. Um, but yeah, I worked my way up after the mile. I think I was situated in like sixth place or eighth place. And then two miles in, I think I'm running in fourth place, um, just right behind Cam the entire time. And this uh, Salt Lake City uh, gentleman by the name of Sam Hendry, I think his last name's that. Um, he was running with me, and we shared uh, a lot of the same position, fourth and fifth. We went back and forth trying to catch up with uh, Andy Wacker, Eli Hemming, and Cam. We were running together. So that was good to have uh, somebody else there to work together. 
and move up in the field on the climbs just to not get strung out. Um, but yeah, and then made it to the top of the snow steps. I was sitting in fifth and gosh, then it just turned downhill. I, yeah, I just had to switch gears at this point and just try to really enjoy the race and just kind of dialed back my tempo a little bit. Um, just so I'm not my stomach and those cramps, you know how it is. <laughs> just took it easy, but yeah, it's just trying to enjoy the race. Uh, yeah, and just ran it out. Max Keen passed me about a mile and a half to go and sat in six, but a lot of defense, unfortunately. I think I just have some more fitness to build up to. Three months is not enough for me to be able to keep fighting right now. Uh, those guys are quick. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, like, you know, I, I think we should also say that, like, you were injured <laughs> up to, like, three <laughs> months ago. So we went from basically zero to you taking podium at the VK in three months, which is extremely impressive. I know we always want more. You know, we always want yeah. to you know, do better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is phenomenal in three months time. Um, yeah. I, so, I can't beat myself up too hard. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but like the good thing is there's, there's more opportunities, right? Like there's, there's other races coming up. So what are some of the other ones that are coming up that you're doing? <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Uh, yeah. Trying to understand the rules of the golden trail series. Um, <laughs> cause I definitely like to, go to Madeira at the end of this uh, I think from what I'm understanding that's still a possibility if I place top three in North America and Broken Arrow was a race in North America Golden Trail Series okay. um, and then there's uh, the Golden Trail World Series which Broken Arrow is not in um, oh, okay. and the races I'm qual doing this year that's part of the Golden Trail uh, World Series is Pikes Peak and uh, Flagstaff Sky Peaks. Um, so the ascent of Pikes Peak. And these are all races that are in September and they're back to back. And I'm really looking forward to those. Um, so those, I would say, are my A races. And I sprinkled in Speed Goat. Um, that will be my next one. Just always wanted to do that race. Uh, it's, it is a goal to, for me to get on the U S uh, trail team, either in the VK or in the marathon 50 K, but yeah, any of those distance. And so it's just a, something to put in on the resume yeah. to do speed goat. Well, and speed goes also I, now it's a UTMV event. So you could get a yeah. stone there. If you win, then you get, I think you get an automatic into the at least the 50k distance at utmb nice. um awesome. which i think would be it would be for 2023 if i'm remembering correctly i the whole the whole system just like you're trying to figure out the, the yeah. golden uh uh tour it's it, this it's the same with utmb it's it's you know uh but yeah. anyhow cool um so um your homework is to see what uh what stuff you want to add to training I have some ideas of things that I want to add to training just based off of your feedback thus far. Um, so uh, we will reconvene after you've had time to ponder. Um, 
uh, on these things. Uh, when is Speed Goat? July sec- second or third. Oh, that's coming up quick. Holy smokes. Oh, that's not right. It's July. I have to double check. Okay. Well, I'll look it up. That's okay. Um, July 23rd is the okay. The day. Very good. And then I have to go easy on you out of the Bigfoot because uh, I, can't, I can't do too much to you with uh, <laughs> with Pike's uh, Peak and uh, Flagstaff coming up. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be... yeah, I mean, yeah, Mike, I would love to do some of the Nolan's course because um, that's always been a goal of mine to run a fast Nolan's. Um, but that is another time. <laughs> another talk for another time. Fair enough. Cool, man. Um, well, how can folks connect with Morgan Elliott? I, yeah, if you want, um, I guess I don't really do too much on anything as <laughs> far as social media goes, but I'm on Instagram, I guess it's mo dot trails, M O E period trails. It's kind of like a play on of more trails, mo trails. Mo is my nickname. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll put that in the show notes. Uh, anything you want to leave with? Any any words of wisdom or any imparting thoughts? Uh, I just hope everybody just keeps running just for the sake of running is fun and it's a good way of staying active. But, I mean, you know, just do what's fun. Just do what you love. Um, life is much better when you do things that you enjoy. <laughs> well said. Well said, buddy. <laughs> And live with no ceilings, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Morgan, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I know that podcasts aren't your favorite, so I, I appreciate you putting yourself out there. Um, <laughs> it's, I can't wait to see you, hopefully, in, in August. Um, no pressure there, of course. Um, but uh, congratulations on your two successful races this past weekend. So awesome. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me on as well. Hopefully we entertain some folks. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Morgan, congratulations once again. Goodness, just watching Morgan. um, Hopefully you could hear the uh, excitement and enthusiasm in my voice for uh, having watched it live, the VK at least. Uh, It was just so amazing to to watch him uh, race. Uh, They did such a great job with the drone coverage and um, the runners and uh, just it was just really well put together. So, um, excited that they did something like that. So, um, and it was just great to see have Morgan have such great success. So very cool. Um, so far as everything that's going on here, uh, we made it through, uh, the outdoor track season. Finally, <laughs> my son finished at nationals. Um, he had, uh, he didn't have his greatest day, unfortunately, but still had a pretty good day. Still so proud of him for competing, for getting out there. Uh, had a great experience, so uh, I think some lessons were learned um, both on the athlete side and the coach's side. <laughs> so um, we've got some things to, to take away and, and work on. So um, very happy for him, though. Great season, Keegan. And, um, man, uh, this weekend we're setting up for uh, the Art Loeb yo-yo going out and back. Um, from Davids River to Daniel Boone and back on the Art Loeb Trail, roughly 60 miles and uh, somewhere between 15 and 16,000 feet of gain. So um, really looking forward to that experience. bunch of friends are coming out. 
so it should be a, a great day. Um, weather, whatever it's going to do, uh, there's, you know, chance of rain, thunder showers. Uh, so it could be an interesting day, but, uh, all that to say, I'm really excited for, uh, for the adventure and for getting out there and being in the mountains and moving, uh, just grateful for that opportunity. So that's, uh, that's Saturday for me. Um, which I am recording this on uh, June 22nd, so June 25th will be that run. Um, and, you know, we're, we're getting closer and closer to Bigfoot. I can't wait uh, for Bigfoot. I'm starting to put together my um, my gear and nutrition, trying to get all this stuff and make sure that I have, it, you know, everything I need. Um, of course, been working on the race plan, talking to crew and pacers and making sure that we're all on the same page. Uh, so Bigfoot plans are coming together greatly. I'd also like to just give a quick moment and say congratulations to Julie Jensen. Uh, it was a big weekend at Tahoe. So obviously we had this conversation with Morgan uh, about Broken Arrow, but Julie ran the Tahoe 200. And I hope to have her as a podcast guest to talk about her experience uh, as I coached her through to the um, Tahoe 200. Uh, she just did outstanding. It was amazing. Um, I, I really look forward to hearing her story. So uh, she should be uh, coming on the podcast here within the next week or so, trying to give her a chance to uh, recover, <laughs> uh, get out of the brain fog, and uh, and get her life back together before I bug her with a podcast. So, uh, But hopefully we'll have her as a, a guest. Um, also get a lot of questions about um, heart rate training and RPE. Uh, I'm going to try to do a podcast on how they can coexist. Um, you know, my idea behind it, um, you don't have to use just one or the other. And, um, I'd like to kind of talk about that. So I'm going to do a podcast about that coming up here, uh, in the near future. So stay tuned for that as well. Um, and as always, thank you guys for your comments. Thank you for your emails, your, uh, kind words, and, uh, really appreciate everything, you know, that you guys, uh, attribute to this podcast and contribute to this podcast. It really does help make this podcast that much better. Um, I, you know, I try to take everything you ask and say, uh, into consideration and do my best to, uh, to give some, um, some content that hopefully brings some value to you, um, and makes your running a little bit better. Uh, in this episode, I loved how Morgan talked about segmenting, uh, I think that's a great strategy. It's something that I've gone over with my athletes. Um, like we've talked about it in numerous books that we've read, the latest being Addie Bracey's Mental Training for Ultra Running um, in breaking up the race into manageable segments. So um, really cool. Thank you, Morgan, for, for talking about that. So, um, you know, and uh, perhaps that's a, a future podcast in and of itself, um, talking about segmenting. I think I've talked about it a little bit on this podcast before. But, um, but yeah, anyway, um, you know, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope your running goes well. Um, Western States is this weekend. That's quite exciting. I have, uh, one athlete racing. So, uh, Justin McLam, good luck to you, sir. I hope you have a great race out there. Um, and, uh, if your race is coming up, good luck to you too. And I hope you guys stay well and keep running my friends.